Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Can financial outlooks change drastically in only five years? They can. And... Hello, this is Yetta Decker. I'm Ken Decker. And we're with our favorite people, Roz and Sean Woodland. And we are so excited that we are able to share techniques, thoughts, tips, and tools that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we get to turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. Yeah. And in this episode, we're going to talk to Ross and Sean about what it's like to go from negative net worth to close to a million dollars in net worth in approximately five short years. Wow, isn't this going to be exciting? So talk to us about where you were. What what was going on in your, you were just getting married, I think? That's right. We were just getting married. We were in uh, pre-marriage counseling. And we realized that although we were great on a number of things in finance, we were not on the same page, not in the same book, not in the same library, not in the same country. <laughs> we were wow. quite far apart. So you're saying you're, there was a little bit of distance between you. A bit of distance so, between us. So where did you start and what, what were your goals? Because you were financial goals you were far apart on, right? Yes. Yeah. So I had none. I just assumed I was going to work my nine to five for 40 years and have a pension to retire on. That was my financial plan. Maybe a lottery in there could, mm-hmm. could have been. Oh, so you're playing the lottery? Not really, but okay. you know, like when it got up to 50, 60, 70 million, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll spend five bucks. Nice. And so, <laughs> so where did you come from your background coming into the marriage? What was your uh, financial past? Two bankruptcies. Just two? Just only two. <laughs> just yeah. Two. Just okay. Two. How recent yeah. had been the last one? Uh, the last one was in 2007, so it would have been like less than 10 years before. Okay. Yeah. Did you have your discharge in everything? I was, I didn't have my, I had got my discharge right before we closed on our first house. Okay, so you didn't have your <laughs> I discharge. Know. I didn't have my discharge. That's <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. All right. And Sean, where, what was you, where were you at financially and what were your thoughts around building wealth? Well, I wanted wealth. Um, my history has... By any means possible. Well, we, I can neither confirm nor deny. But <laughs> yes, I was, I was about 40000 in debt with CRA and student loans and credit cards. And it was a really bad state. I felt like I was not going to ever be able to get out of there. And all dreams of wealth were behind this eight ball of debt. And it was mm-hmm. awful. So, But you had some goals about what you wanted to do when you got when you're coming into the marriage and that's why the marriage counselor said, "Ooh, you guys need to do something." <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be a, a real estate investor and have rental properties and somebody I know didn't. <laughs> so that, that would be me. <laughs> that would be wrong. That would be me. She's sitting here shaking her head. You can't see that on radio, but she's, she's violently shaking her yeah. head. No, me. I was just triggered back to that time. So <laughs> it's amazing how triggers will show up. So this is a warning for this episode, plus future ones that we're going to be doing with Sean and Roz, <laughs> that there might be some triggers show up and it's okay. We're going to sit in the discomfort 
And we're going to ask you to manage to do so as well and know that this story has some really happy endings on yeah, the other side. That's right. Absolutely. So you went to marriage counseling. Well, well just prep, prep, marriage prep. prep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pre, pre-marriage pre counseling. counseling. Yeah, okay, let yeah. me say it that way. Yes. Yeah. And what did they suggest? <laughs> Special financial help for us. <laughs> <laughs> Which led us to the financial fitness seminar, which of course you can were facilitating at the time. Was I? What kind of shirt was I wearing? What is an amazing purple paisley shirt? I actually wanted Sean to ask him to borrow it for our wedding because our wedding theme was purple, and he said, "No, I'm not asking a complete stranger to borrow a shirt." That's a true story. Yeah. And you know what, Sean? I would have given you the shirt sure. off my back. I, yeah. really would have. I, I believe would. I believe yeah. you. Now. Yeah. Now you believe us. Now I do. But at that point, Sean yeah. wasn't signing up for that. Well. It- I don't know him. How could I ask somebody to borrow his shirt? Awkward. <laughs> okay, so so you went to the financial fitness seminar held by More Than Enough, and I was actually presenting with, I think, Lynn Fraser. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then what was your next step? To apply the principles. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's right. But to look at where our money was going. Right, to save all the receipts and to find out where our money was going. And mm-hmm. honestly, I in particular was flabbergasted because I would say, Well, we don't we don't go out for dinner very much, but the money that we were spending on muffins and coffee and all of those things added up to a whopping eight hundred and ninety dollars a month. Wow, eight hundred and ninety dollars. You remember that like it was I yesterday, do. don't yeah. you? I do because it was like because there might have been there's some a Starbucks emotion. at Carleton University, right? So ah. it was no big deal to go and get oh the latte, go and get the big molasses cookie, and you know that's like twelve oh, bucks. And, yeah. So oh, so what you do with that eight hundred ninety dollars? Did you keep buying Starbucks? No, I stopped <laughs> buying Starbucks. I actually oh. stopped buying coffee in general at like outside of the house, and um, started putting that in the emergency cushion, emergency cushion, and then putting it paying down the debt. Um, and also at the same time, saving for the down payment. So, okay. But we got to backtrack for a minute because saving for a down payment, you were never going to buy a house. Oh yes. At that point. Well, I I started having a little more wiggle room in that certainty (laughs) after the financial fitness. And reading, and reading the wealth formula that really changed her outlook as well. Yeah. I hadn't read it yet though. No, you had no. No, <laughs> no. You read it right away, and you wanted me to read it, and I was like, "Sure." Uh, so you didn't read it together. No. And Sean, were you a big reader? No, I wasn't were a big you... reader, but it was so well written and so easy to read that I did, I I was done it in like a day and day and a half. It was so good. Lots of great information. Really small words in an A. <laughs> I literally wrote it at a grade five level because that's where my writing skills are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it worked out it's really a great, well. It's such a great, easy read and that story format is like when I did finally surrender to reading it, uh-huh. I um I, I was so impressed with it. I was just like, Well, this is a, this isn't a book. It's a storybook, right? It's a story. And it was a story that I loved. And then you could apply the principles. So yes. I think what I heard you say is your first few steps were attend a seminar that shifted, give you access to new thinking. Absolutely. Yep. And yeah. then once you attended that seminar, your next step 
was to read the wealth formula, Mm -hmm. which gave you even further access to new thinking. Mm -hmm. And kind of simultaneously, because we were chatting about this at your house the other night for dinner, that this stuff all kind of happened together, although we're separating the first steps for ease of implementation. And then you started tracking where your money was going, not initially with the intent of changing anything, and yet somehow inside of awareness means we start shifting how we show up. Absolutely. And how we spend our money. Mm-hmm. So what uh, what other books or courses did you take on this path of growth in your financial aware- awareness? Uh, Darren Hardy's book, The Compound Effect, was a big one. That's uh, a applying, good book. Applying consistency in everything. 1% a day, you're 365% better by the end of the year if you keep making small gradual improvements improvements impressive so Roz I know you have a favorite passage one of your favorite passages you probably have lots of favorite passages Proverbs 15 22 what's the paraphrase of that yeah the paraphrase of that one we read it initially at the wedding but it's just stayed constant which is plans go awry for lack of counsel but with a multitude of advisors you succeed Oh, that doesn't even sound like a paraphrase. It sounds like you read it right out of the Bible. <laughs> well, it actually Very might good. be. It, it might be a couple of translations in there. <laughs> there might be a little <laughs> bit of the message and NLT and okay, ASV, well, but it's, yeah. Yet I just found a great way to make money. I'm so excited. Well, we're excited because we've created for you free access to over 503 episodes where we share insider tips, how to grow wealth, how to make even better relationships and how to have more fun even in life. And so we're excited that you can get access to them on the go from your office or even at home. Now, you know, you did, did you? You found a new way to make some money. I think so. That sounds really scary to me because I... It's shiny. It's shiny. Yeah, I know. And in the past, you've done a lot of really shiny, awesome things. To make money that cost money instead. Well, they say it takes money to make money. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we're back with Sean and Ross. Let's, <laughs> let's let them in and get me off the hook. Put, that, put them on the hook instead. Because yeah, the stories are kind of similar. <laughs> Just a few decades apart, maybe, and yet similar stories. And so what we're going to learn in this episode is what are some things we might want to do that actually give us a return on investment rather than lose money in the big picture. Or maybe things we tried. Right. Because sometimes you have to try things to find what you're passionate about. And what sticks. Yeah. So what did you guys try? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I can give you a longer list for Ken, so there's no shame here. No, 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 no shame, no blame. All right. Well, I tried many things. I went from Amazon FBA trying to make have products made in China, shipped to Amazon to sell. Didn't work out so well. Kind of mm-hmm. fell off. Uh, multi-level marketing was another one, trying to get people involved in something. Um, I also did Forex trading. Yeah, th- three times it, it bankrupted. So, you know, like eventually you learn 
to let it go. <laughs> third, third time's a charm. Oh, that was that foolproof <laughs> investing method? Oh, yeah. yeah. Ha- have artificial intelligence trade for you, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and so you had some debt coming into your marriage, and you eventually decided you wanted to buy a piece of real estate instead of renting, paying your landlord's mortgage. Yes. What kind of what you were doing something, Roz? To- yeah, I worked uh, two jobs up until 2017. I think I finally hung up my waitressing apron in 2017. So that's pretty recent. And you were working <laughs> at Carleton University, and so it's not job. like you yeah. had a entry level position. Yeah. And you had an established great career yes. that you'd been at many many years. And yet to do some cleanup of debt and to kind of get a head start on, well, A, paying off debt and then B, creating a little bit of money so you could invest because it took something to invest. Yes. Yeah. To start, you decided a second job would assist you in creating that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the second job, though, actually had stayed with me for 15 years. I've always worked at least two jobs. Two, three, sometimes four times. Oh, really? Yes. Even when you weren't really making ends meet? Yes. Even during the bankruptcies? Yes. Okay. So kind of what this is telling us, it's not always about the amount of money we earn. It's about what we do with the money that we earn. (laughs) That's the real story. (laughs) That would have been really good to know a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Or how hard you work, because you worked hard. I did work hard, yes. I kept, I would say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now I get to sleep. It's okay. So when you <laughs> add up all the hours you would work, working two, three, four jobs, how many hours a week would you work, Russ? Oh, man. Back then? Probably at least 80. 80. Like at least 80 between them all, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're not living there anymore, no. which we're happy about. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so what? strategies did you use beyond having that second job because <laughs> it wasn't even paying off debt no right you're still experiencing bankruptcy even then so what strategies once you read the wealth formula you attended the conference and you start you tracked your money you had already done that what did you do to get rid of the debt and start to build beyond the second job well it was like the knowledge itself was a paradigm shift Right. That was the paradigm shift was the learning the difference between spending and investing. Right. Say so, more about that. Well, that was more of a, how much do you want these shiny boots? <laughs> like we're talking about shiny things because I really <laughs> like shiny boots. You like shiny everything. She <laughs> does. do have shiny everything. That's that's still stayed with me. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, OK, these boots are two hundred dollars. Right. How how much effort do you have to put in after taxes to afford these boots, which is a spend. It's not an investment, no matter how many times I told myself it was. It's not really an investment. So it was about learning that paradigm shift between, no, this isn't a, this isn't a smart thing to spend my money on. And then to be able to then apply it to the things that were smart things to spend mm-hmm. money on. So Sean, you, you tried a bunch of things looking for your passion, your, your ability to make money happen, grow, growing wealth. And where did your passion fall? Real estate. I love real estate. I drive Roz crazy with real estate. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. It's such a 90% of the millionaires of the world have been created out of real estate and follow 
the people that are doing and have what you want. So then learning all the strategies for real estate has, well, I don't, I haven't learned them all, but the ones I have learned have been very, very productive and successful. So I'm very passionate about real estate. Yeah. Sometimes when I talk to you, I think you might have more knowledge about investing in real estate than I do now because <laughs> you're, you're just so passionate about it and, and you're watching for investment properties for, for your uh, investment group and also for yourself mm-hmm. constantly. Always on the internet. Realtor.ca is my friend. Yeah. And so is the direct searches that we have set up for you. Oh, right? Where you're getting the minute-to-minute information rather than old information. Yeah. yeah, and I'm on there. As soon as I get them, I'm on there looking like, yeah, Ken, I need some numbers. You got to send the numbers. Yeah, that's <laughs> my phone will ping quite often, usually daily, either from Roz or you. What are the numbers on this property? <laughs> is it and, vacant? Uh, is it vacant? <laughs> Can we make it vacant? Yeah. <laughs> and there was a, a huge compromise there for me. That was a huge shift in, in being able to compromise because the real estate thing was terrifying for me because of some really bad experiences I'd had in, earlier in life with bad mm-hmm. real estate, bad inv- uh, advice from banks and, and whatnot. So that was terrifying for me. But I could see that Sean was so passionate. So I had to to compromise with him and to be able to support him in his passion to find something about it that was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what made the paradigm shift. That's why it. That's why it works now, right? So the his core value indicator is money. Mine is not. <laughs> Mine's <laughs> actually a one out of a hundred. So I needed to find something that. So what is your core passion. value indicator? Uh, altruism, right? And so I think what you're hearing us talk about it here is find your passion, find your drivers, find what matters to you as individuals and then bring them together as a couple as a launching pad for how to move forward in the thing that one or both of you are passionate about because you're I wouldn't say equally as passionate as Sean is today about building wealth through real estate and yet you're very passionate about it yes and because of the good it will do for other people that's right Absolutely. Rather than the money that it will make. Mm -hmm. And yet it results in both of those things happening. Yeah. And bottom line here is become informed about whatever you're going to invest in, really. To buy or not to buy. Mm. Not wrong, just different. For 30 years, we've had the privilege of coming alongside you And not only helping in buying and investing in real estate, which we've helped over 3,017 families navigate, it's also about growing your finances, growing your fun, even growing your faith, and even growing your relationships, strengthening, healing, and flourishing them. So really 30 years of growing your um, business, your life, and even your money. Mm. And we're back with Sean and Roz. And Roz, I think that was kind of your issue, right? To buy or not to buy. You were kind of on the not to buy and Sean was on the to buy side. And did you find maybe it was wise to try just one more time after? Yes, there was actually a question that Yetta had asked me, which was, what is the cost of waiting? Mm-hmm. And that uh, at, at that moment, 
I was like, well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Although now, a few years, uh, you know, of wisdom later, the cost mm-hmm. of waiting is, is huge. Well, and isn't part of the cost of waiting that you're still paying for a house? Yeah. It's just somebody else's. It's mine. Yes. Right. Just you just yours. don't get to own a house yeah. because rents continue to go up. Yeah. And okay, purchase prices go up. However, if you keep your mortgage rate great, you keep things organized, it actually, over the long haul, even sometimes in the short haul, Rent is higher than the mortgage payment, absolutely, including right. the property tax, including the maintenance, including the insurance, like including all those extra things you might have to put up with when you own. It's still a lower payment, or even if than it's a not, rent. At least but half even, the mortgage is going yeah. into your own bank account of the right. house. Right? We get to see the appreciation of the of the asset, and we also get to benefit from the mortgage payout. So, yeah, yeah, beautiful. So you'd say that again. You get to benefit from the the appreciation of the asset of the home and, and the mortgage pay down, right? Which so I'm you're giving to somebody else when I'm and renting. Sean's favorite thing, the third element of investing in real estate. What do you get the benefit from? Compound interest, cash. Oh, yeah, compounding and cash, cash flow. Cash yes. Flow. Yeah, there's actually four. The comp, the leveraging, and yeah. Yeah. and cash flow. Cash flow is a beautiful good. thing. So. Roz, you have an acronym, ABC. ABC. What's your ABC for? Action becomes change. Action becomes becomes change. change. And why has that been so important to you through this investor journey? Because I think if anybody hasn't listened to segment A and B around your story, recent listing, they won't really know your huge amount of resistance (laughs) to the idea of investing in real estate. Like your resistance was kind of off the charts. Yes. Like the answer was no. (laughs) Absolutely no. There was no reason to qualify it because the answer was no. As Jetta frequently tells me, no is a complete sentence. (laughs) That's right. Yes. (laughs) And it absolutely was for me. So I started to take the action out of skepticism. So I was setting, trying to set up to prove everybody wrong, you know, because that's how brilliant I am. <laughs> I was going to set up and prove everybody wrong that the system didn't work or these ideas didn't work, this step didn't work, this map didn't work. And uh, much to my surprise and delight, it did. And it changed everything. So that mm. action became change, even though it started from a kind of a negative place of, of skepticism and proving that it wouldn't work, but I always did it with a with a with a jovial spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah. you always did it with a jovial get, spirit, Roz. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go into your house and hear you talking to Sean, but I'm sure it wasn't. Oh, Sean, go ahead and try it. It'll be so exciting. <laughs> what did it really sound like, Sean? I, I won't repeat it. Hi. <laughs> I remember it as being a jovial spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so even skepticism, which I'm loving this story, mm-hmm. even out from a place of skepticism, if you follow the strategy, if you take the steps as outlined in the wealth formula, which is what you did, yeah, they work. They do mm-hmm. work. Regardless of how skeptical you are, they work. They probably work better. They probably work Because you're following things. Sean, you went from minus 40 Right? Yes. And owning no real estate. How many doors do you own now, either Um, privately or in in combination with people? uh, We own 32 doors currently, and we have 36. What? 
36. We did the well, math the other day, Ross and I. It's 36. Wow. Well, I was going to yeah. add in that we have we have another one that we're going to create two units out of, so I would have added those two. I didn't guess 36. Yeah, you're not supposed to guess. I know, but now you have me guessing myself. <laughs> but look, 36. Look, look who's excited about the number now, Roz. <laughs> and where did real estate take you from? Minus 40 in, uh, when did you buy your first house? Our 20... first home was 2017. Our first investment property first was investment, 2017. 2017. Both of them in the same year. No, 2015 for the condo ah. and 2017 for the duplex. The first okay. investment. So we've okay. just come to the six-year mark. Yes. Since you were never going to buy another home as long as you lived. Never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And now and you have 26 stores. Some are multi-units. No, 36. Oh, sorry, 36. We both got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's not my investment portfolio. I don't need to know. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, what's roughly what's your net worth now? People must want to know. We are sitting just below a million dollars. Really, from minus forty. Yeah, yeah. Well, we better get working harder to get you over that million. Yeah. You're going to buy something else this coming year? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, there's still time. <laughs> there's time. <laughs> there's even time right now. Matt, gotcha. Yeah. And let, so, let me check my, my listing from from you. <laughs> that we just got. When, you, when we get you, off the air, we'll, we'll go check out the numbers. Yeah. I did see you sneak over to look at your phone. So you're looking at another listing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, so what do you want everybody to know about this journey that you personally experienced? Like we're not making this stuff up. Yeah. This isn't us as realtors saying this is great. This is wonderful. What do you want everybody to know that might be listening to this episode? If we can do it, you can do it without a doubt. Uh, just follow simple advice from people like Ken and Yetta and you will get there if you put the work in. Yeah, I've seen you do a lot of work. And like we make it all sound fun and and fluffy, right? You bought houses and then you have leverage and you buy other ones. I've seen you do a lot of work. I've seen you move from your dream home mm -hmm. to another home because it had income, you know, and and that took sacrifice. And I don't know, in the last five years you probably moved how many times, Roz? Because oh, I, I know how much you like moving. I love moving so much. <laughs> so, uh, so that we have moved sarcasm six, there, folks. Six times, six times in the last five years. Like, yeah, a lot. Six a lot, times a lot in the last five years. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. But you're and, doing what it takes to to move you forward, yeah. right? So it takes some effort, and you don't have to follow Roz and Sean's method exactly or strategy. Our strategy was a little bit different. We've been owning homes since we were in our early 20s, including that first starter home that only lasted two years. We've only lived in three other homes. Oh, wow. Good wow. For you. In 30, <laughs> our kid is 36. So What's in like, like? <laughs> in 40 years, basically, we well, have lived in. I move about every 10 years to remind myself of what I put people through. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So there's more than one strategy is more than one way to apply the strategy. And each and every one of them does take some effort. Like you have, yeah. but it yeah. takes effort to do anything where you're making good with the money you have getting in our life. And if I've learned one thing from you guys, it's be willing to say no to what's good to be able to say yes to the best. 
And so that's amazing. We're honored to be your advocates on the journey of life and real estate. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.